0: Blood and Badasses, the Hammer Horror Podcast, part of the Dorkening Network, with hosts Dr. Chris and Ro Lauren. Twice a month, we will talk about a Hammer Horror film, only the horror movies of the Hammer catalogs from the Britain studio from the 60s, 70s, and the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Join us as we not only discuss the film's plotline, but also factoids about the different actors, production crew, and behind-the-scenes facts, as well as going over any of the information that happens to be on the Blu-rays or DVDs from these fantastic films.
1: We will be covering classic films from the Hammer's Catalog, Horror of Dracula, Horror of Frankenstein, Brides of Dracula, Prince of Darkness, Dracula Has Risen from the Grave, just to name a few. We will also not be shying away from topics like sex, Blood and abuse towards women that many people may think
0: be too taboo to talk about. Join us again twice a month here on the Dorking Network and check out the rest of the shows on the Dorking Network. You can find us at Chris D S A V on Twitter and you can find me on Twitter at Rowlorn R O L zero R E N. back to Goth Girl Horror, the official Hack Slash podcast. And for these episodes, we're going to be talking about trailers, which were the one-shots that were put out, which are not necessarily in continuity, but would have set up some story elements later on in the history of Hack Slash. I am your host, Dr. Chris, and joining me for this episode is a writer and fan of the podcast as well as a fan of the Hack Slash universe, Z. Thank you for joining me, Z.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Where does your writing take you? What What are some of the things you've been, uh, been a writer about?
1: I've written a bunch of post-apocalyptic stories, uh, some fiction, some non-fiction, as well as some short poems and short novels.
0: Cool. Well, we're going to be discussing the individual little mini-stories in the uh, first issue of Trailers. And Z has the plot synopsis for us for these tiny little stories. They're going to be just one-line recaps of what's going on in the story. Take it away, Z.
1: All right, first we'll start with Blood and Nuts, basically a story about Chippy Chipmunk coming to life, murdering Scotty Young, and fighting Cass and Blad. Then after that, we have Hack slash Renegade Knife, which is set in Tokyo, and Cass and Vlad fight the Hibachi Devil. Following that one, we also have Hack Slash Tough Club, which eventually became an actual story based on the college campus where they fight a monster who goes after the girls in the college. After that one, we have Hack Slash Orbituary, which takes place in space. Vlad and Cass fight a monster who tries to eradicate humanity. After the- that one we have following hack slash death celebrities, where Vlad is the main suspect of a murder that takes place after all the popular celebrities, and Cass has to identify who is really after that. And last but not least, a very short story called Once Bitten with Cassie and Vlad at sea, hunting down a uh, somewhat Jaws-looking fish.
0: And this comic book had three different covers. One cover has uh, the squirrel character holding a giant butcher knife. The second cover has uh, Cassie in space in a space suit that is, looks ridiculous on her. There's no way she would actually survive wearing, the way, the wearing it the way she is, with I think her midriff showing it.
1: Yeah, and they're all shattered, too. Yeah,
0: her underboob, midriff, um, no, just, she would die instantly. And then the third, Cassie with the Hulk wearing a gas mask, I'm sorry, but sometimes Vlad has green skin, gray skin, blue skin, brown skin. Um, I think it's up to the interpretation of the artist at the time, and that covers by Stefano Caselli, um... So the covers are done by the individual story people, uh, depending if they're depicting the story within. And then behind them, we have some of the dead celebrities, including one of them looks like to be Mike Tyson.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I'm assuming the one in the far left might be Paris Hilton because she was pretty popular at this time.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell, but they're very lookalike.
0: Yeah. What's funny is that uh, speaking of uh, celebrities who are constantly in the news, uh, after their 2010s started, we never heard from Paris Hilton again. She's still alive. She's still doing her charity work. She's still an heiress to a millionaire fortune, but she is not the party girl she used to be anymore.
1: No, and like, how old is she now? <laughs>
0: um, in her mid thirties. Yeah. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's not up there, but she's. I think she's. I think. I, I think. Um. I think rehab helps sometimes. <laughs> Um, And that's not to uh, put a slight on anyone in rehab, but uh, anyone in rehab knows that if you were a party animal one moment and you got the help you needed and settled down, life is very different for you. And uh, a lot of celebrities sometimes you never hear about in the news anymore. That seems to be the case.
1: Yeah, you kind of just stop partying. It just no longer becomes something you do. The credits For this
0: issue, our long and extensive, Tim Seeley's names all over them. Let's just get that out of the way, as (laughs) it always will be. Josh Blaylock's in here, Sean Dove, Katie DeSosa, uh, Mike Norton, uh, Colors by Blonde special, not sure what that means. Chad Wise, Stefano Caselli, Daniel Rudini, Josh Mendores, and again, Colors by Blonde. Blonde must be a very popular colorist, but I've never heard of Blonde. I've heard of the band Blondie. I don't know anything about Blonde, though. Do you know anything about Blonde?
1: No, I haven't heard anything about them either.
0: If you look at Blonde comics, all you're going to do is come up with characters like the Blonde Phantom or um, Betty from you know Archie, you know stuff like that. It, it's not an easy thing to try and find on the internet uh, about who this colorist is because if you put up Blonde color, that doesn't come with anything in comics either. <laughs> or Blondie, sorry, the famous comic strip Blondie
1: yeah kind of a narrow search uh
0: we've had uh, we've had of course Tim Seely on the show. I have to ask him sometime. does Scotty Young really smoke that many cigarettes, or did he once upon a time?
1: yeah, that was an interesting panel. I liked how the colors though, and it's very funny, very, very y The person doing the incantation spell is that possibly Miss America? It kind of looks like it, uh, it also kind of looks like it's just a random mummy or some sort.
0: Maybe, but she also has like a, um, uh, the kind of pony, you know, she has this like ponytail going coming out the back of the mummy wrap around the face that, you know, you see African-American women would have. Not necessarily like the, I mean, the, the Miss America character, she had all of her hair burned off.
1: Yeah, she did, so maybe this takes place before all that.
0: Right, because she would show up again in uh,
1: the, the Chucky one-shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vlad, once
0: again, has green skin in this, and this is, like, bright green skin.
1: Yes, it does.
0: I do like the fact that uh, the bubbles are strategically placed right on top of Cassie's nipples. <laughs> In that yeah, movie, it really. She has like a boob, she's, I swear to God, it looks like Kathy had a boob job in that one image where she's in the shower.
1: There yeah, and, like, and once you see all the, the comics, it kind of switches the, her the size of her breasts. Like they, they vary a the lot.
0: Interpretation of the artist. Um, the second story, hash slash renegade knife, itai itai. Uh,
1: yep. Is uh straight up a manga style homage. Oh with the uh, shots of her jumping, and the knife blades, and everything
0: correct uh the way the characters are drawn as well as the cross shots um, are indicative of action style anime where women are in schoolgirl costumes, they're jumping in the air, and the camera is pointed or the way it's drawn i mean camera and comp- you know cartoons is subjective, but it's pointed just right underneath their skirt,
1: yeah, very explicit
0: very explicit um. I'm assuming all those characters are 18 years of age or older, but I digress.
1: <laughs> you would hope so.
0: So the next story is Hot Tub and, uh, is the Hot Tub story, which we just got done finishing covering uh, with various guests from various uh, podcast medias and other things. We had the uh, the uh, Tomb of Ideas podcast on to cover part one. We had Super Ghoul on for part two. She is a transgender uh, columnist for several LGBT and horror-related websites. And we had on uh, Jeff Bone, I believe, from the Hackslash Inc.
1: Yes, correct.
0: So this story actually did become a bigger story in the comics, and it was about, you know, it had a very Elizabeth Bathory feel to it. It was about lesbians in a hot tub and passing between blood exchange and feminism and things like that, and uh, cultivated with Cassie fighting a giant snake monster. Um, then we switch over to outer space, which is hilarious to think that the government would come to find Cassie and Vlad to send them into outer space with absolutely no NASA training whatsoever in preparation for space launch.
1: Yeah, and out of all the other people that they could get, they go after Cassie and Vlad, which right. is funny, but I mean, it's a nice little story. Who is the blue skin
0: tattooed monster that kind of resembles um, Drax the Destroyer?
1: Yeah, we don't know. We're not giving a name. Uh, He talks weird. Um, It's kind of like, I don't know, I got some Dr. Manhattan vibe. A
0: little bit. Uh, The next story is The Dead Celebrities where we see that uh, Tom Cruise has been killed, Tim Seeley, that Paris Hilton-looking woman, Mike Tyson, and I can't quite make out who everyone else is, but I think the upper left-hand corner I really can't read it. The print is really small, but in the upper left-hand corner, right next to the Devil's Due Press logo, right uh, being half-hidden behind Tom Cruise, is that Bruce Campbell with a cigarette in his mouth? It's really hard to tell, but it's got a Bruce Campbell kind of look to it.
1: I can tell you what it says. It says, uh, the caption, This stupid face has a name. Stefano Caselli is the owner. Such a sad guy.
0: Okay, so that is Stefano Caselli, and apparently he did smoke a lot of cigarettes.
1: (laughs) Apparently so.
0: That, of course, is Jay Leno doing the interview with the killer, who has his face completely blown off. hmm And then Vlad comes home to Cassie. This is a story, I think, didn't this also get made into a bigger story?
1: I believe so, yeah. Yeah, um, I
0: think it was towards the end of the original Devil's New Press um, ongoing before they switched over to Image, correct?
1: Yeah, I remember seeing the cover for it, too.
0: Gotcha. And then we have Once Bitten, um, so just to, not to correct you, but the Jaws and Shark, sorry, the Shark and Jaws is not actually named Jaws. The Jaws are supposed to represent the Jaws of the Shark itself. The name of the Shark is actually Bruce.
1: Oh, okay. And do you remember the name of the Shark that meets uh, Nemo's father in Finding Nemo? Uh, No, I don't. That was so long ago.
0: (laughs) The, The name of the Shark was also Bruce. Okay, an huh. homage to Steven Spielberg's film. That's awesome. So this woman is, I guess, skinny dipping because when the shark jumps out of the water to bite her, she is clearly naked.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh,
0: Vlad and Cassie are bobbing around in the boat, and Vlad has, like, brownish, grayish skin. Maybe he's he a chameleon, and his skin changes based on the sun and the moon and the, and the and the uh you know maybe the you know the how how it is in the sky.
1: It could be, and just the fact that Cassie never addresses it or says anything about the color of his skin is funny.
0: Yeah, I think that's always a great little in joke nod. This has to be the shortest story of the entire comic book, too, because this is only two pages.
1: Yeah, it is, and it just resolves quickly too.
0: I'm trying to figure out what is on Cassie's bikini top, because one breast is covered in a skull. The other one just looks like two circles with black dots in the middle of them. I'm assuming that's supposed to be a skull as well, but that was the best that they were able to get printed when the artist drew it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it, too, and it looks like it's supposed to be two skulls, but it almost looks like gears.
0: I love Josh Medora's artwork. I, I think he is a extremely talented artwork. His artwork reminds me a lot of Greg Capullo and uh Todd McFarlane.
1: Oh yeah, the line drawing and the yeah, absolutely I can see that. Um
0: I'm looking at his stuff right now. He's also worked with like Steve Niles. Um he looks like he's done some Batman art. Um but unfortunately, uh I I didn't realize this
1: he passed away in 2012 at the age of 36 years old. Oh, wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah, he had cancer unfortunately. <sighs> that's sad.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, he also did Moon Knight as well. I remember his Moon Knight stuff being great. Oh, that's that's so sad. Um, we recently just lost Tom Lyle. He was a longtime Spider-Man artist for Marvel. I I was really disappointed because I was really getting into Spider-Man comic books at the time that he was an artist on the regular adjective-free Spider-Man book during the Maximum Carnage storyline. Yeah.
1: There's been a lot of losses on artists and writers and decisions. Hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. on, on. Your your mic's breaking up. Sorry. No, it's okay. Now it sounds better. Okay. So the art in the back, we have some pit-ups, which uh, I love Tim Seeley kind of, uh, I didn't say, I wouldn't say he exactly made fun of me, but he, he did point out, Pin-ups are supposed to be torn out of the comic book and pinned up on your wall. Why are
1: you keeping it in the comic book? That's the whole point of a pin-up. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that.
0: <laughs> uh, I would buy a second issue if there was a pin-up in there and do that, but I'd also just wait until it's at the artist's table and just buy it off them.
1: Of. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get it autographed and
0: everything. Um, I like the one by Katie De Sousa. She's got the very anime-esque style Cassie.
1: I don't think I have that one.
0: Uh, it should be in the back of the omnibus. Probably with the other pinups. Okay, hold on. She's a senior concept artist at Riot Games, and one of the characters that she's concepted are, uh, I heard kind of looks like her, and I've seen a lot of cosplayers do this. It's like long pink pigtails with like almost not really co- a costume on as much as like it's a bra. Made of like uh, a utility belt, and then really tiny, tiny booty shorts with a lot of uh, ammunition crisscrossing over the thighs. <laughs>
1: That's very complicated.
0: I've seen a lot of cosplayers do that at conventions. Usually, they do wear a bra with it, um, because conventions do not want cosplayers walking around uh, naked. naked way. So exposing. Uh, <laughs> And then yep. this back artist uh, by Archie, Andrew Ritchie, has this depiction of Bla- Vlad having to be like four feet taller than Cassie, and he looks like a horrible, disgusting monster.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think just the fact that Vlad really is not human uh, gives so much freedom to artists to portray him as either a scary monster or someone who, you know, you'd get along with just fine.
0: But in this instance, in this, li- this last pinup where he's wearing a yellow jumpsuit, Um, again, he's towering over Cassie, so large, and he also reminds me of, uh, I think the character's name was Dr. Psycho in the House of a Thousand Corpses trilogy.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, he's got that look to him.
1: Yeah, and the mask also changes with artists, and some of the masks that I've seen are terrifying.
0: A little bit, a little bit. Um... As for this issue, we've actually kind of gone over before in a previous episode, so if you really care to hear about them, you can go listen to the episode that came came out before this issue was published. On the back, uh, they advertised the $0.25 special, which I actually had to hunt down on eBay for $4 because I completely missed it years later. And I think it was about a year before I started doing this podcast, when I first had the idea for the podcast. I had to hunt down this $0.25 special because someone told me about it. I was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't have that. <laughs> I own every individual issue of Hack Slash. However, that's not a hundred percent correct. I had to buy the Devil's Due Press uh, Mercy Stacks uh, Omnibus because that Cassie Mercy uh, crossover issue is insanely hard to find, and it's cheaper to buy the hardcover, uh, sorry, the Omnibus, than it is to buy the individual issue.
1: Right. Yeah, I was lucky enough that I found that one at a comic shop and I got it and have kept it since.
0: Um, and I think the only other thing of Cassie's I don't have is there was a comic book that came out uh, like a year or two ago. Cassie is only on the cover, but she's not in the actual issue. I, and Tim did the cover for it. Uh, I think it was just a collection of horror stories, but there's no Cassie story in it. So I don't know. Did you hear that uh is kind of be on a hiatus right now?
1: Yes, I did, and that's unfortunate. We, it got all everybody pumped up with a 15th anniversary special, but...
0: Uh, I mean, Tim is busy working in the uh, Galaxy of Eternia with He-Man, and he's, of course, uh, he's the uh, managing editor of Heavy Metal, so, and he just had a baby. So yep. he's going to be a little busy, but Cassie will return. It's just that that 15th anniversary special was supposed to be like a, hey guys, we're taking a break for a little while. We've been putting out a lot of Cassie material, but she'll be back who knows, maybe the inevitable TV series or movie will happen and it will, re, you know, spur Cassie to be printed out again. <laughs> it is great when he gives the opportunity for other people to write uh, Hackslash, so I always commend him for that, um, which, you know, takes some of the load off of his shoulders to not have to be the creative juices behind uh every five minutes.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and it's good to see other iterations of Cassie and Vlad by different writers, too.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I know he's been asked a lot about crossovers in our in the 50th anniversary special, which you can hear on RadioHorror.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Uh, we talk a little bit about more crossovers, and he and he says that he has he would love to do some more crossovers, but after doing the the Chaos crossover and the Crow crossover, he doesn't want to become the crossover guy. But uh, some other crossovers that were brought to mind were like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, uh, you know, Ghostbusters and, you know, other horror – or Pumpkinhead, something that, you know, is easier to cross over than, than uh, you know, Freddy or Jason.
1: Right, yeah, some more attainable.
0: Yeah, a Pumpkinhead crossover would be great because he works well with Dynamite.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can have some of those in the future.
0: Or a Chastity, cro- Chastity hack slash crossover.
1: Oh man, that'd be interesting.
0: Because Chastity is one of my favorite female vampire characters ever, and she's had some life in Dynamite. I'm not as much of a big fan of it as I was of the old Chaos books, but I'm st- I still buy them because I'm a Chastity fan. So, um, you know, maybe uh, Hack Slash Lady Death could happen as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, hopefully we can see. Mm. Uh,
0: what was your first exposure to Hack Slash Lady?
1: It was a euthanized issue, actually. Uh, I picked it up at a comic shop one day. I saw it. I caught my eye. The art really is what got me, and then I got into it, and at the time, I didn't really follow much horror, but something uh, about Cassie's story just got me, and I needed more of it.
0: Cool. Awesome. Well... um, so it sounds like you've been a fan of Hack slash since the very beginning. Hey, do you know whatever happened to the Hack slash action figure that was supposed to be out last month?
1: Oh, yeah. As far as I know, it still just says the first quarter of 2020 is oh, what the date. Oh, the
0: first quarter of 2020 now. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody else I had mentioned that action figure to said, I'll see it when I believe it.
1: I'll right, believe exactly. I yeah, because I, I remember pre-ordering it and getting charged, so I hope it comes.
0: Yeah this is not the first time they've tried to make a Cassie action figure. So again, I'll believe it when I see it, I I have the best of hopes for it, but we'll wait and see. Right. (laughs) Um, but it would be, it would be cool. Cassie Vlad Tupac, you know, the, uh, Cassie definitely screams that be made into a media of some kind. Um, and with the October faction, and uh, lock and key on netflix netflix or you know um definitely not hulu because they're very disney owned right now uh and i don't know how much their horror content is going to continue staying on there but uh you know amazon prime or or netflix would be great places or shutter god i would subscribe to shutter if the hack flash series went there
1: shutter would be a great spot for it
0: absolutely absolutely well, Zeev, thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about the, uh, the first trailer's one-shot. We put it off for a while, but I wanted to uh, plug it, put it into uh, a point in the show when there was a break. So thank you for your contributions, and thank you for being a follower of the podcast as well.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: Don't forget you can check us out on at Goth Girl Horror and find all the episodes at radiohorror.com, and find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Also check out the rest of the podcast connected to this show on RadioHorror.com, such as the Dead TV Podcast, Supernatural Creatures of Lore, and over on the Dorkening Network with my co-host Ro, who happens to be the cosplay model in the upper left-hand corner of the Twitter handle, you'll see there in a casting costume, is my co-host for Boobs, Blood, and Badasses, the Hammer Horror Podcast. So you can listen to us uh, twice a month talking about Hammer Horror movies. Thanks, everybody.
1: Stop tonight Let the villains know That she's looking for a